Hello, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you again. Um, so today we're speaking with Lachelle Barnett and she is a brand strategist. She's a passionate businesswoman. And um, Lachelle, you and I were talking earlier about how we move from exhaustion to excitement with our businesses, being entrepreneurs and practicing self-care and all those kinds of things. So the first question I have for you today is, um, how long have you been an entrepreneur? And um, tell me a little bit about your self-care game. Okay, so I have been in the entrepreneur world for almost seven years now. And I will tell you that self-care has been a challenge. It's only been maybe in this, the earlier part of this year, where it has become a priority Mm -hmm. And I put a lot more intentional focus, time, energy, money, all of that into doing some of the things that rejuvenate me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that self-care is one of those things that a lot of us don't really realize how important it is until you need it right now. <laughs> so Right, right. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk with you, too, a little bit about a conversation we had a couple weeks ago where we were talking about how... Um, you know, self-care isn't just bubble baths and chocolate and movie nights, right? <laughs> um, there's a yeah. lot more to it than that. And so I wanted um, to have you talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so I think that um, self-care has a lot to do with alignment. I think mm -hmm. that people don't really understand the importance of alignment or they don't understand what it is. A lot of times mm -hmm. people use the word balance, mm -hmm. um, but balance, you know, in my opinion is just kind of a misnomer because there is no such thing. Like if you're doing really well over here, you're probably not juggling this thing over well over here. Mm -hmm. And it's just because your seasons change, right? So alignment is about understanding what season you're in and prioritizing the things that are appropriate for that season. So for example, if I'm in a season where I'm growing my business and you know I have some really big goals, whether they're financial or maybe I'm trying to come off my job or whatever goals that I've set for myself and I've said that this quarter or this year, my business is really my focus, that doesn't mean I can't have a spiritual goal or a weight loss goal or anything else that's important. But sometimes we set ourselves up because we're trying to do a bunch of things at the same time or we're doing nothing at all, right? So for right. me, it's a, it's a balance of understanding the season that I'm in and then being able to say yes to the things that I need to say yes to, no to the things that do not align, right? And then understanding what rejuvenates me and doing more of those things. Right, yeah, for sure. And let's talk a little bit too about what rejuvenates us because a lot of times I think that people get the impression that self-care is... Um, equals rest. And I don't think that that's always true. So let's talk a little bit about what can rejuvenate you besides taking a nap or, you know, giving yourself a day off. Yeah. So I think this is going to be different for each person. And so it's, it becomes important for you to really understand you. But mm -hmm. for me, I would say that uh, once a month, I take myself to the spa. I go to Chicago. So I currently live in Indiana. So Chicago mm -hmm. is about an hour and a half from me. And so once a month, I go to the spa. I spend all day. And in this spa, sometimes there I get a massage. Sometimes there's just reading a book. Sometimes it's getting in some of the pools. So for me, it has a lot to do with um, some of it is isolation, right, mm -hmm. where I'm able to just quiet the noise. Um, mm -hmm. And doing that in a variety of ways. So um, like tomorrow, I'm doing a Reiki session, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. just and doing something different to get my energies aligned. And sometimes it's going for a walk. Like, I think that you have to get really clear about what actually causes you to de-stress um, and then including those on a regular basis. Right. A hundred percent. And um, you, you're totally right about it being very individual. Um, my favorite way to hit the reset button is to go for a 15 mile long bike ride. <laughs> um, and I call it a mountain bike ride, but, um, but what, what we do is we start at the bottom of a mountain and, um, you know, do about 1500 foot elevation gain. And then we turn around and ride back down the hill and it's just absolutely exhilarating. You know, it gets the endorphins flowing, um, all of that good stuff. And, you know, the high from something like that for me lasts for, um, at least a couple days, sometimes three or four days. And, um, you know, of course you're out in the sunshine and out in nature. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it's just, you know, beautiful here in the temperate rainforest that I live in. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right that it's so individual to different people. And so how would you recommend that people find what works for them? Because to be honest with you, up until six months ago, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known that, that that would be my favorite way to, um, to hit the reset button and de-stress. And to be honest, I also find it very meditative. So so the question again is, how do people figure out what their thing is um, if they haven't found it yet? Um, so a couple of things. The first thing that I would say is it always has to start with who you are as a person, right? So really mm-hmm. getting clear about what matters to you. What are your values? So for mm-hmm. me, one of the things that's super important is my spirituality. And so because that's super important to me, one of the things that I do again once a month is I have a spot that is like a quiet, it's a silent retreat. And mm-hmm. all I do is I walk this, you know, this trail and I just talk to God and I pray and I journal. But that's mm-hmm. in alignment with who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So my first suggestion is to get really clear about what are the top two or three things, four or five things that matter to you most, because what matters to you most is going to be connected to the activities that are going to rejuvenate you. The other thing that I would say is maybe your step two is really around acceptance because Mm -hmm. sometimes people are pushing us to do things that don't necessarily align um, with the things that actually rejuvenate us. And so sometimes there's a level of self-acceptance of who you really are um, and Mm -hmm. some of the things that you want to try or some of the things that you've had idea around, you're really going to have to give yourself permission to do some things that you don't normally do. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. acceptance is really you know, what I would consider the second thing. And then lastly, I would just say, if you're a person who has zero clue about the first two things that I said, well, then you just got to be willing to try something new, right? You, right. The people who are your (laughs) friends or, you know, are similar to you, pick each one of the things that they do and try one, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thing that we have to be open to if we're not really sure. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, this, this activity is one that I wouldn't have tried unless a friend had originally invited me to go do it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I totally agree with what you said about that. So go ahead. One of the things that I would really like, if if no, if you don't catch anything else that I say today is Mm -hmm. we have to say a lot of yeses in order to get into alignment right? In order to figure out what is mm-hmm. our calling? What is our purpose? What is, mm-hmm. what is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing? You have to say a lot of yeses to get into alignment. It's You have to turn it into no's once you find out what alignment is, 
Like you, you say yeah. yes to get into alignment, but then mm-hmm. you say more no's to stay in alignment. I really love how you say that, right? Because it's all about knowing what that energy of being in alignment feels like and then saying no to everything that is not that. That's it. Because you have to, you know, our responsibility in this life, regardless to how you, you know, whatever role, you know, maybe you got moms who listen to podcasts, maybe you got business mm-hmm. owners, like whatever title or role mm-hmm. you're operating in, our responsibility is to get really crystal clear about what it is that we need and what it is that we want. And then you just spend the rest of your life aligning with that thing. Right. And it's, it can be really, really um, subtle sometimes, you know, um, I mean, it can be really subtle. Like, for example, I'll give a quick personal story. This morning, I woke up at 3.30, which hasn't happened to me in a while. So I kind of figured there was a reason for it, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I started working because generally the way to, for me, to make my brain sort of relax is to get some work done. And then I can say, okay, I got some stuff done. I can go back to bed mm-hmm. now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so I did that. And that felt good and it felt healthy and all those things for me, right? But Mm -hmm. there are people for whom that would absolutely be out of alignment to do, you know? Um, It wouldn't work for them at all. It would stress them out more, you know, however, whatever the case might be, right? Whereas for me, it it took all the questions that were in my head about work um, out of my head, right? Because I I did something about them. And then I was also able to... um, you know, lay down and rest and do some brainstorming um, while I fell back asleep. Right. Yep. And I think many people will miss that because they just won't give themselves permission to do something that might go against the grain because a lot of people are going to tell you, oh, you need to get up and you need to have a mindset routine or you need to exercise (laughs) or you need to pray Mm -hmm. or you need to do whatever it is that people think you ought to do. And you're going to have to learn to figure out what aligns with you. And there's, I completely agree that a lot of times if I just dump it, right. And I get, if I put a little bit of time into that work, then the rest of my mind is clear. But if I listen to other people, then it's like, oh, I can't do that because I have to do it this way. No, there's a lot of ways to get to the same end result. So. It's true. You know, that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, and I'm definitely not going to say it word for word, but essentially what it boils down to is that there are many paths to the top of the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we all get there eventually. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really great. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, So in moving from, you know, being exhausted to being excited. So how what's your best couple of tools for tapping into that excitement on a daily basis? So I think that it has to come before the daily basis, right? One of the things that I see as the biggest challenge. So for me, I work with people who are transitioning from traditional nine to five jobs and they're converting into online coaches. So sometimes Mm -hmm. they still have nine to fives. Sometimes they are full-time entrepreneurs, but they're in somewhere in that journey. And one of the things that I see as, you know, one of the biggest challenges, well, two things. One is the fact that, you know, one of the things that we have to learn to do as entrepreneurs, as coaches, CEOs, whatever we're calling ourselves, is to focus on the right thing at the right time, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of moving pieces to business. There's a lot of things that you need to learn, a lot of things you need to do. Um, And if you don't figure out, well, when do I need to do that? 
um, then you get caught up in this like hamster wheel effect and your results, you know, just you don't see any results. And so I guess my first thought would be you got to get clear about the results that you want Mm -hmm. and then evaluate whether or not you're getting them. Right. Because I think a lot of times we're just in motion and we're busy, but we're not actually moving towards the goal or we're not moving towards the goal as rapidly as we could be because we haven't been still long enough to get clear. Okay, well, what is my next milestone that I'm trying to reach? Has it does it have to do with followers? Does it have to do with the revenue goal? Does it have mm-hmm. to do with systems? Like getting crystal clear about what success looks like for you and then deciding, well, where am I at? What's my next step? So I would say mm-hmm. before you can move out of exhaustion, you got to get a get clear picture of where it is that you're going, right? You got to spend a little bit of time of figuring out where do I want to go and what am I currently doing that's working and what am I doing that isn't working? That's the first thing that I would mm-hmm. say is a missing piece for a lot of entrepreneurs um, because we just arbitrarily pick goals. It's like, oh, I want to make 100K or I want to build a million dollar brand or I want right. whatever things that we hear other people saying, but because right. they don't have a real <laughs> meaning to us, then you can't, right. that, that's the challenge is that you can't mm-hmm. call in or manifest or whatever people want to say. You can't reach those goals without some tangible, um, number one, a tangible why right? Half of us don't need million dollar businesses that would cause more chaos and more stress. Uh, You know, just everyone's thing is different. So I would say step one is you got to have some clear why, some clear goals and, you know, make sure that you're in alignment. The second thing that I would say that I see, you know, that causes a lot of confusion for people that keeps them on this hamster wheel of exhaustion is trying to become an expert at every aspect of their business. Right. You cannot have freedom, which is essentially the opposite of exhaustion. Like we use the word excitement, but really your excitement comes from the freedom. Right. The the freedom. We we're not in the business to make a bunch of money. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but we're in it to have freedom and choice. And but money is the byproduct that allows us to do those things. And the thing that I see that keeps people from really having, you know, enjoying the process of entrepreneurship is the fact that they're doing 19 things in their business. And that's right. that's how business owners do. That's where we start, right? And all of us kind of start with the DIY space and, mm-hmm. you know, I, which I get. But if you find yourself in that space two years and three years and four years later, then you've right. misunderstood the role of a CEO, right? There's nothing right. that I can tell you <laughs> to do on a daily basis to move from exhaustion to excitement if you haven't first understood that a CEO does not do everything in their business, right? Yeah. Absolutely. 100% agree with you on that. And I actually, um, the one time I had a business fail, you know, rather than deciding to um, close it or sell it or whatever, the Mm -hmm. one time I had a business fail, it was because of burnout, because I was trying to do all the things on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and it, it just, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to know how to scale, you have to know how to reach out for help, all those kinds of things. Yeah, this is one of the biggest mindset shifts that has to happen when you're moving from employee to entrepreneur, because Mm -hmm. you just don't, people don't understand how to be a CEO, which I get. If you've been an employee for 20, 30, 40 years, then being a CEO does not come natural. But if you Mm -hmm. don't make the mindset shift of, I, it's like when, when I'm talking to my clients, because they're all coaches. So I have a program that is specific to moving from coach to CEO. 
Because mm-hmm. you start off in the coaching space, right? You start off in the direct care, you know, right. serving clients. And the thing is, is that somebody told us this lie about entrepreneurship is that, oh, well, you get to do all the things that you love. And you and I'm like, yeah, you get to do more of what you love than perhaps what you were doing in your nine to five. But there's still a lot of things about business that you're going to have to do that you don't necessarily love or enjoy, at least right. until you learn and until you make enough money to hire out. Right. Until you and not, right. it's, not, it's not always just make enough money. A lot of times it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift. Um, one of the people that I mm-hmm. follow is Russell Brunson. And, mm-hmm. he talk, you know, Russell, for those people who don't know him, he is the owner of ClickFunnels, which is, you know, a funnel software similar to like a CRM. And one of the things that he talks about is the fact when so, he, someone asked him about how he got to um, um, uh, how much money has he made? He made like a hundred million dollars in three years, which is of right. course unheard of. And when people were asking him around about his success, one of the things that he says that he credit accredits his, his acceleration to is the fact that I didn't try to do everything in my business. ClickFunnels is a software company. He did mm-hmm. nothing related to the software. How crazy right. is that, right? When you run a software company, but you do not, you did not write any of the code. You did not do any of the technology, none of that. And I think that if we can make that one mindset shift, then much of the exhaustion that we feel on a day-to-day basis that keeps us out of alignment um, would disappear on its own. I totally agree with you. And I want to, I want to tell a quick story. Um, You know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs have these really visionary ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was on a call this morning with a coach who might sign up to work with the PNW Collective. And um, she asked me a great question. She said, um, she basically asked me why I was running our business the way that I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great question, right? Because we have a really unique model. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, well, you know, I wanted it to be easy for me and everybody else. And I wanted it to be fun and I wanted it to be beneficial for me and my business partner and everybody who works with us and everybody who signs up for the programs and the retreats and the workshops and all that. But I also wanted to do something that nobody else was doing, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it in a way that made sense for me and for my personality. So one of the things that you said a minute ago, I'm going to circle back to it. You said that uh, that it's difficult to well, it's harder, right? Mm-hmm. To um, to not be exhausted with your business if you're out of alignment, mm-hmm. and, and and you also talked about designing your entrepreneurship around your actual goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, I think you said something about um, not everybody uh, truly wants to be a millionaire because that would actually make their life more difficult. So. For me, you know, when I think about my business and the future of it and all those kinds of things, um, I mean, of course, I would love to be financially very comfortable and and very stable and, you know, continue to grow the income of the business. And, you know, it would be it would be great to be wealthy. You know, who doesn't want to be wealthy? Also, (laughs) my actual real goals are a little bit different than that. Right. They're pretty simple. I really just want to um, be able to have free time to spend with my kids and my friends and my loved ones. And I want to be able to uh, write more and I want to be able to go out to eat whenever I want. Um, That's something I find very nourishing. 
And, you know, I basically just want to be able to, like you were saying, have freedom to create my life the way that I want without constraints, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of people get really wrapped up in, for example, hitting those 10K months and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, go out and make 10 grand this month. That's fantastic. Go do it, you know? Um, but what is the real goal underlying that? What is the thing that you think that that is going to bring you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everybody, right? Some people really want to have, you know, a Hummer. (laughs) And some people really just want to have a little cottage at the beach and, you know, garden and uh, make passive income and create art, you know? So it's going to be different for every person is, is what I'm saying. And I think you've said that multiple times already as well. Yeah. And I think that what happens is when you don't have the underlying reason, and you're mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, following trends, you mm-hmm. know, making six figures and mm-hmm. things that don't have an actual meaning to you. When you do that, right. what happens is, is that you don't get to enjoy the process of entrepreneurship, right? Most right. of us are like, oh, this is hard and it sucks and it's taking long and blah, blah. You just kind of develop a spirit of complaining or, or at mm-hmm. the very least dissatisfaction, right? When the truth is, you had a bunch of wins along the way. You've had a, you're doing a bunch of thing, things that you weren't able to do three months ago and six months ago, but you will never be able to see them because your goals are arbitrary, right? Like they just don't have real meaning. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so one of the things, one of the tools I found really helpful for my entrepreneurship journey is journaling. Um, and I know we all talk a lot about journaling. One of the things that, uh, that I do that I know a lot of other people do is I, write down my goals, my real tangible goals, right? And then I keep track of when I meet them, yeah? So for example, my goal this time last year was to um, be living in a house overlooking the ocean, you know, with enough room for both me and my kids and a pet and, you know, just have a really beautiful home that felt safe and comfortable and all those kinds of things, right? Because we were living in a really small space at that point. And, um, And here I am, um, you know, a year later in a gorgeous house that I love. I can see the ocean from the front porch. You know, um, I'm a single parent and I pay all the bills on my own. It's extremely rewarding, you know, but (laughs) like you were just saying, sometimes we get so caught up in the next goal or the biggest goal that we forget to take a minute and appreciate how far we've come. Yeah, agreed. I think that that's one of the things that keeps us from really enjoying the process is Mm -hmm. not taking note along the way of all of the things that we can do now that we weren't able to Mm -hmm. do 90 days ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you work with clients around their goals, what types of journaling or other exercises do you have them do around goal setting and celebrating when they do meet their goals and things like that? So two things. Number one, we have a six-step framework that we work with our clients through. And the very first one is around their specific mission. Because one of the things that I have found with not only my own journey in terms of coaches that I've hired, but then almost every single client that I've served is that too many times I see that coaches are helping um, their clients build out the vision that they have for for their client versus Um, helping them build out the vision that the client has for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so our step one 
is always around you getting crystal clear because by the time they've gotten to me, their vision has gotten watery and it's not nearly as clear as maybe when they first started. And so our responsibility is to first start with what is the vision? How has it changed? What are the things that you want? All of that clarity kind of thing, because we're only going to design um, what is specific to you. And I think that is a step that gets missed many times because you kind of have to have a, um, you have to have patience, right? A lot of the coaches that I have um, sat under have been phenomenal, meaning they have million dollar businesses, they, they are experts in their lane, but the challenge is they're great coaches for clients who are ready to scale and not necessarily clients that are building, right? The building phase of entrepreneurship is very different than the scaling phase of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so if you get the wrong coach that is more of a scaling coach, then they don't necessarily have the patience to, uh, for you to go back and forth (laughs) because you're in the clear. So I'm a building phase coach, right? Right. I'm I'm for the people who are, have not gotten to consistent 10 K months, right? I'll use your example. Mm -hmm. And so that group of people requires a little bit more maneuvering in terms of clarity around their vision, because so many things have clouded it and there's noise and there's distraction. Right. And then there's also things that they've learned that requires their vision to change and all of that. So it definitely starts with that. Um, the, the second piece I would say has a lot to do with mindset work, right? And mm-hmm. mindset work looks, looks very different. Like everybody has their own you know, activities and, but it has a lot to do with documentation, making your journey visual, right? So sometimes people right. blogging and, and using blogging as a way to kind of, um, you know, tell their story, even if they're only blogging for themselves, sometimes it just starts off as a journal and then it turns into a blog later on. But the, the key is that there has to be some kind of documentation that you can visually go back and look at and say, oh, this is how far I've come. Right. This is the mm-hmm. the you know the successes that I've had because especially for the audience that I serve, I serve a lot of high achieving women, and they are the biggest um, kind of the those that just discount their own successes. It's like, oh yeah, I did that, and then they keep doing. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, that was world changing. Like, why are we not celebrating that right. a little bit right. more? Um, so I think there's you know that balance of putting things in that are visual, their routines, their, you know, something that you're doing on a regular basis that you can see. Um, so that way you can get out of that, just move, 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 busy, busy, busy versus alignment and productive and being productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have one more question for you and then we'll, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So I, I'm going to start asking this of every single podcast guest, because I think it's such an important question. So what does alignment feel like for you when you're in alignment and in flow with your business or in conversation with a friend or whatever the case may be, what does that feel like for you in your body and in your soul? Um, I would say it has to do with freedom, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a flow, right? There's no, mm-hmm. there's, there's not a lot of resistance and struggle and chaos and it's a flow. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I, I would also mm-hmm. say, not only is it a flow, but it's a giving, right? There's no, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's giving of information, whether it's giving of, you know, time, whether it's giving of money, I know that I'm in alignment when there is freedom related to giving and freedom related to flow. There's no, there just isn't chaos, right? There's, there's no, 
this is how it's supposed to be. This is what feels good. So one of the things that, you know, I shared this as an example um, the other day is around when you're picking um, your niche, for example, in your business, and you're trying to get clear about who mm-hmm. it is that you want to serve and, you know, what are the outcomes that you're going to help them achieve and what's the problem you solve and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like when you're in that phase where you're trying to get clear about that, a lot of times people are going back and forth between two avatars or back and forth between two different brand ideas or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I had to, you know, work through myself is what am I going to build my brand around? And a partly how you do that is flowing from who you are. So if you understand your core values, so I'm a black woman, I love God, I cuss more than I should, and I'm an introvert, <laughs> right? Those are mm-hmm. the four things that come to the top of my mind. So guess what alignment looks like for me? Guess what flow looks like for me? I'm able mm-hmm. to be an introvert, I'm able to operate in my blackness. I'm able to talk to God when I, you know what I'm saying? It comes from who Mm -hmm. you are and what your being is. And that's how I know I'm in alignment. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you say that. Um, I, for, for myself, I've noticed that alignment and flow feels, um, feels like a home and I know that's a really general descriptor, but it feels, um, it feels safe. It feels like love. It feels like fun. It feels like excitement. It feels like so excitement. Those- that's it. That's the word. That's why right. we talk about moving from, <laughs> right. you know, exhaustion yeah. to excitement, because mm-hmm. when you're in alignment, it's just everything and not everything. I don't want to make it seem like it's all roses, but it's way mm-hmm. more positive than it is n- n- negative. And it's not there's no force to having to do things. It's like, no, I'm excited about this life that I'm living. Right, right. And um, I've, that reminds me of another quote that I've heard recently. And it goes, it goes like this. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a hell no. And mm-hmm. real life, <laughs> people need to feel that boldly, that strongly about whatever, you know, role or job or that they're, you know, that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how you know when you're in alignment, when you're fuzzy, uh, it, yeah, I would be careful because fuzzy makes yeah. sense for a brief moment. Like, I think that the longer you've been doing something, the more likely there is to be a moment or a season of fuzz because you've had so much input and you haven't gotten clear mm-hmm. about your own thing. But if you stay in fuzz too long, right, if you stay in that gray area, uh, it's going to be hard to stay in alignment that way. Right. And I want to define alignment really quickly, too. So obviously there, we talk a lot about alignment and I think what, well, you know what, why don't you give me your definition? I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about that. So for me, what we teach our clients is, is that we our, our focus on alignment is around what has God called you to do, right? What is the gift mm-hmm. that God has given you? And are you flowing from that place? Right. Because when I'm working mm-hmm. with people, it's all around business. We're doing less around life skills and parenting and health. And, you know, so alignment for us is really saying, OK, well, what has God called you to do? What assignment has he called you to fulfill? And who does mm-hmm. that? Who is that assignment attached to? Right. So for us, it's all mm-hmm. flowing from what God has said and then us aligning all of the pieces with what God has said and your personality. Right. Because God wants us to be able to operate based off of how he's designed us. So it's based on your gift. What gift do you bring to the world? And then what kind of personality pieces do you add to that? So like for me, my gift is architecture. 
I have the ability mm-hmm. to take somebody out of chaos and develop a plan that is very clear, that they know exactly what they need to do, when to do it, right? Like there are all these things that have to do with architecture, with making your vision very clear and very tangible, right? But in addition to being an architect, I'm also very introverted. So how do I combine Mm -hmm. what God has told me, right? Who has he called me to say, serve? What has he called me to do? Combining that with the gift that I have, combining that with my personality, right? That's the work is combining all of that. So that way you can stay in flow. Right. So it's, it, it sounds like to distill that down a bit, it sounds like your definition of that is being authentic in who you are here to be and what you are here to create and operating in the truth of all of who you are. I would just say, yeah, I would say who has God called you to be? Because our our focus of who we are is many times not who God has called us to be, right? And if there's one journey that's going to help you become more of who God has called you to be, it's entrepreneurship. So, Yeah, there's a lot of growth involved in running your own business. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of choices that you have to make. There's a lot of tests of your um, ethics. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of room for growth on the entrepreneurship journey for sure. Um, Awesome. Well, this has been so great. I've learned so much from you today, and I'm sure that our listeners have as well. And um, Lachelle's contact info will be in the comments. And I want to thank you all for listening. And Lachelle, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for and me. Yeah, you're so welcome. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.